is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Well, a report has come out from the House Intelligence Committee. You may have heard about this a little bit today. And you know what the bottom line is? The bottom line is that the Obama administration did more to interfere with our election than the Russians, who I have nothing but contempt for, as you know. The Obama administration did more to interfere with our election than the Russians. The Obama administration did more damage to our republic than the Russians. It's been said by many that if the United States is to fall, it will fall from within. It will fall from within. So top officials within the Obama administration, including at the FBI, including at the uh, CIA, and including the head intelligence man in the entire government, Clapper, conspired to take out Trump, the candidate, Trump, the president-elect, and now Trump, the president. And I told you about this last March. March of 2017, that this didn't add up. What was going on? Something was wrong. The leaks. The FISA investigations. The espionage. Something was wrong, and something has proven to be wrong. Been right all along. And that's just based on my experience. I don't come to the microphone as a glad, happy website reader. Although I don't have any problem with websites. Moreover, the attempted coup continues. Robert Mueller, the special counsel, was appointed at the the insistence of the Democrat Party and and James Comey. Robert Mueller is not investigating Russian interference with the election in any significant way. Robert Mueller is trying to take down President Trump with a Martha Stewart game that Comey played against Martha Stewart. She went to uh, prison for making a false statement about a crime she never committed. They dusted off their old playbook. They want to take out the President of the United States, implying or asserting obstruction of justice in the hopes that the Democrats win the House of Representatives. This has been a coup attempt from day one by the Obama administration, and as I've told you before, it goes all the way to the top. How is it possible that James Clapper knew all about the dossier, that John Brennan, head of the CIA, knew all about the dossier, that Jim Comey signed off on a warrant in part based on the dossier? How is it possible the President of the United States didn't know about this? The damn thing was leaked. The president of the United States not read newspapers? See, not read the internet? At some point before he left the presidency, 
He knew a lot about the dossier, if not from administration officials, which is preposterous. Why wouldn't they tell him? They're leaking it to the media. You're telling me Valerie Jarrett didn't know? She knew everything. She's never been questioned about this. Susan Rice didn't know? Of course she did. Harry Reid knew all about it. The head of the CIA met with Harry Reid to pressure Harry Reid and conspire with Harry Reid to pressure federal law enforcement. This nation has never seen anything like this. Has never seen anything like this. What the prior administration did. And one of the reasons now, CNN is so full-throated against Donald Trump is because CNN was in on it. CNN was in on it. Mr. Clapper, who I believe should be in prison, who violated his oath, who lied and dissembled repeatedly, a leaker, and now a hired employee of CNN. Mr. Clapper leaked the dossier. And all are in part to Jake Tapper. Isn't it ironic, Mr. Producer, that one of the people who attacked me when I was putting together my arguments back in March was Jake Tapper? Isn't that amazing? Now I wonder why, Jake. A little too close to the trail, huh? Now I wonder why, Jake. And Jake's getting all kinds of wonderful media attention and press about Jake Man about facts. Man seeking the truth. Why would James Clapper want to, to leak to Jake Tapper if he didn't think Jake Tapper was a friendly? Right? We're going to get into all this. We're going to get into all this. The, the extent to which this dossier was used, spread around the media, spread within the Obama administration... The issue is not when it comes to the senior levels of the intelligence agencies and the FBI and so forth, who had the dossier. The issue is who didn't have the dossier. I'd be curious to know how many members of Congress had it. I'd be curious to know if Adam Schiff had it in part or a whole. I'm not saying he did. I'd be curious to know. Does anyone ever ask him? So there are two things going on here by the Obama administration. The attempt to destroy Donald Trump as a candidate, the attempt to destroy him as a president-elect, and now the coup attempt. The second thing, Hillary Clinton. While they were doing everything possible to illegally abuse their power to take out Donald Trump, they were doing everything possible to illegally abuse their power to protect Hillary Clinton. No charges brought against Hillary Clinton under the Espionage Act, despite the fact that she's a serial violator of the Espionage Act. Her gross negligence in the handing of classified information is not in dispute. It's unequivocal. But Mr. Comey, Mr. McCabe, Mr. Stroke, Ms. Page, and all the rest, made sure that she would not be indicted as the nominee of the Democrat Party. They protected her. 
They're a little confused over there on the Democrat side, the Hillary Clinton campaign. She swings in all directions, blaming everyone but herself for her loss. But the fact is the Department of Justice under Loretta Lynch, the FBI under Comey, the National Intelligence Organization under Clapper, the CIA under Brennan, were in full Hillary mode. Full Hillary mode. I haven't even gotten to the unmasking of American citizens like Lieutenant General Michael Flynn. I haven't even got to Samantha Power, our ambassador to the U.N., unmasking so fast your head would spin. Or Susan Rice doing exactly the same thing. The advisor to the president, the NSC. No warrants for Hillary's records. No warrants for laptops. No warrants for cell phones. Her lawyers, no warrants for their material. No FBI agents sent to their offices to grab up the emails. No, no, no. Hillary's lawyers got to decide what emails were relevant. Hillary's lawyers got to decide what emails would be destroyed and wouldn't be destroyed. You ever seen anything like that before? And two months, two months before he pronounced that Hillary Clinton, while she had very bad judgment, could not be charged criminally, two months before James Comey and his surrogates, the people surrounding him, were drafting memos to themselves in preparation for such a pronouncement. Even before they had interviewed over a dozen, perhaps under, up to two dozen witnesses, examined appropriate laptops and questioned her. So on the one hand, all the guns blazing to take out candidate, president-elect, and now President Trump. On the other hand, powder dry, powder wet, to protect Hillary Clinton. And let me be as clear as I know how about this. Robert Mueller. Robert Mueller is the Frankenstein of this. He's the Frankenstein. He's a very dangerous man. Not because he's smart. Not because he's wise. Not because he's good. But he's on a mission. He's friends with Comey. He's friends with Clapper. He's friends with Brennan. He's worked with all of them. He was appointed by Obama. He's part of the team. And Mr. Rosenstein, our Manchurian Deputy Attorney General. Let me repeat it. Mr. Rosenstein is the Manchurian Deputy Attorney General who should have recused himself from this entire investigation, given the fact that he wrote a memo encouraging the President of the United States via the Attorney General to fire Comey in the first place. And there he sits, protecting Mueller, rubber-stamping everything Mueller wants to do. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Sean 
Davis at the Federalist, buried within a newly classified congressional report on Russian meddling in the 2016 U.S. election, is a shocking revelation. Former Director of National Intelligence, DNI, James Clapper, not only leaked information about the infamous Steele dossier and high-level government briefings about it to CNN, he also may have lied to Congress about the matter. In one of the findings within the 253-page report, the House Intelligence Committee wrote that Clapper leaked details of a dossier briefing given to then-President-elect Donald Trump to CNN's Jake Tapper, lied to Congress about the leak, and was rewarded with a CNN contract a few months later. Now, CNN was in quite a little huff there over Sean Hannity and his, well, and Mike Cohen and some of the legal work that he may have done for Sean, and that should have been revealed. And at the time I told you, uh, over at CNN and MSNBC and these other stations, they'll never reveal their conflicts, and here we have a conflict for CNN and Jake Tapper that's been going on for a year. Well, we don't release our sources. Really? Even if they're part of the news? Flat, a clapper flatly denied discussing the dossier combined by Steele or any other intelligence related to Russia, now that is Russia hacking, of the 2016 election with journalists the committee found. When asked directly, directly whether he had ever discussed the dossier with any journalist, Clapper replied that he had not, according to a transcript of the proceedings. Congressman Rooney, did you discuss the dossier or any other intelligence related to Russia hacking? of the 2016 election with journalist Clapper. No. Clapper is a serial liar, a hugely deceitful man. It's not the first time he's lied about his own conduct and knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. The former DNI later... Remember who he is. He's the head of intelligence. The former DNI later changed his story after he was confronted specifically about his communications with Jake Tapper on CNN. Quote from the report. Clapper subsequently acknowledged discussing the dossier with CNN journalist Jake Tapper and admitted that he might have spoken with other journalists about the same topic. The report concluded Clapper's discussion with Tapper took place in early January 2017. Around the time, IC leaders, that is intelligence, briefed President Obama and President-elect Trump on the uh, Christopher Steele information, a two-page summary of which was enclosed in the highly classified version of the ICA, or Intelligence Community Assessment. Now, so Obama is briefed formally. The briefing of Trump by U.S. intelligence chiefs was held on January 6th. CNN published its story on the briefing based on anonymous leaks from, quote, two national security officials, unquote, on January 10. BuzzFeed published the full dossier, which was jointly funded by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the DNC, minutes after the CNN story was published. The revelation that Clapper was responsible for leaking details about the dossier and briefings, that is, briefings to two presidents, on the matter is significant because former FBI Director James Comey wrote in one of four memos that he leaked that the briefing of Trump on salacious and unverified allegations from the dossier was necessary because CNN had them and were looking for a news hook. Clapper leaked. 
Comey leaked. The head of national intelligence and the head of the Federal Bureau of Investigation on an opposition research funded by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democrat National Committee in which the Russians played a role. This suggests to me, ladies and gentlemen, directly or indirectly, that it was Mr. Clapper and Mr. Comey and Mrs. Clinton and the DNC that had colluded with the Russians. Carrying the Russians' water. (laughs) The congressional report on Russian interference noted that it was with this very briefing of Trump that multiple media organizations used as an excuse to publish the unverified dossier. This unverified dossier, you see, folks, was in the hands of scores of media organizations. Virtually every top official in our intelligence apparatus, every top official in our law enforcement apparatus. And to what end? It was Hillary Clinton and DNC opposition research dressed up as intelligence, used fraudulently to get a FISA warrant against an American citizen to open a back door into Trump world. I cannot stress enough. I cannot stress enough what took place to your country in this election by the Obama administration. Within speaking to the four out of five Americans who are literate at 877-381-3811. You know, uh, as they go further in the Federalist, in their coordinated response to the full intelligence committee's findings, committee Democrats defended Clapper, claiming he broke no laws while acknowledging that he did leak information about the dossier to CNN's Jake Tapper. Evaluated in context, Clapper denied leaking classified information while acknowledging that as DNI engaged in legitimate discussion of unclassified, non-intelligent information with Tapper, the Democrats concluded. This has become a very sick bunch Clapper, who previously lied to Congress about whether the U.S. government was electronically spying on millions of Americans, was subsequently hired by CNN just months after his leak. Was there a quid pro quo, ladies and gentlemen, potentially? A quid pro quo? I think maybe. He was rewarded with a job. Although he eventually apologized to Senator Dianne Feinstein for lying to Congress about government mass surveillance of American citizens. He subsequently told MSNBC that the question to which he responded, does the NSA collect any type of data at all on millions or hundreds of millions of Americans, was a gotcha question, similar to, when did you stop beating your wife? Mrs. Clapper. Now there's more over at the Daily Caller. Hang in there. There's a lot, but you get a sense for this. You don't have to remember every detail in the weeds and all, but the case is overwhelming what took place here against the President of the United States. This is Chuck Ross, who's a hell of a reporter, exclusive cabal of wealthy donors financing $50 million Trump-Russia investigation. 
A group of wealthy donors from New York and California have forked over $50 million to fund a Russia investigation being conducted, ready for this, by Christopher Steele, Fusion GPS, and a former Senate staffer for Dianne Feinstein. That bombshell revelation is made in a footnote in today's House Intelligence Committee's report on Russian interference in the presidential election. My... One qualm with this report is it's misnamed. It's not Russian interference in the presidential election. It's the Obama administration's slash Democrats interference in the presidential campaign. And this is an important point to understand. When you see the Democrat minority all over CNN and MSNBC and the media trashing the House Intelligence Committee report, Trashing the President of the United States, you must understand. They're defending their party, which helped fund this dossier. They're defending their candidate, Hillary Clinton, and her campaign, which they supported as well, which helped fund this dossier. They're defending the Obama administration, which was the Democrat administration. So they are special pleaders. Fusion GPS hired Steele, a former M-16 agent, as you know, to investigate Trump's activities in Russia. The Clinton campaign and DNC funded the project. Now, while the dossier project failed to help former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton win the presidency, Fusion GPS and Steele have continued their investigative work. You got this? They're still at it. That's according to statements from Daniel Jones, a former Feinstein staffer who runs the Penn Quaker Group, PQG, a Washington, D.C. consulting firm. The House report states that in March 2017, this former Feinstein staffer, Jones, told the FBI about a project he is, present tense, working on with steel and fusion GPS that is being funded to the tune of $50 million by 7 to 10 wealthy donors from New York and California. When I use this word coup, and I've called it a silent coup as opposed to a a military coup, people shake their head, people cringe. I've come under, of course, withering assault. It's exactly what this is, ladies and gentlemen. You're witnessing it, and you have been witnessing it. In late March 2017, the former Feinstein staffer Jones met with the FBI regarding PQG, that's this project, which he described as exposing foreign influence in Western elections. This is in the committee's report. Redacted, they blocked out the name, told FBI that PQG was being funded by 7 to 10 wealthy donors located primarily in New York and California, who provided approximately $50 million. Redacted, that's their source, further stated that PQG had secured the services of Steele. His associate, the name redacted, and Fusion GPS, to continue exposing Russian interference in the 2016 U.S. presidential election, reads the report, which adds that Jones planned to share the information he obtained with policymakers and with the press. This is why it won't go away, folks. Seven to ten zillionaires have put up $50 million and keep pushing this issue and pushing it and pushing it. The media are working with Clapper, with Comey, 
with Brennan, with McCabe, and all the rest. A cabal. A coup. Jones also offered to provide PQG's entire holdings to the FBI, the report says. The report cites a transcript of an interview that Jones gave to the FBI. It's dated March 28, 2017. A passage from the House Permanent Select Committee on Intel report released April 27, 2018. The report confirms recent reporting about Jones's work with Fusion and Steel. Now, the Federalist, the website, outstanding website, first reported on February 20 that evidence suggests Jones was working with Fusion, that is this Feinstein, uh, Feinstein, former staffer. Jones's name first emerged in connection with the Russia probe in February after Fox News published a batch of text messages exchanged between Virginia Senator Mark Warner and Adam Waldman, a lawyer for Oleg Derpaska a Russian oligarch who is under scrutiny in the Russia probe. The texts show that Adam Waldman, this lawyer, was working as a back channel between Steele and Mark Warner. Waldman referred to Jones in two exchanges with Mark Warner, the senator from Virginia, who sought to meet with Steele separately from the rest of the Senate intelligence panel. According to text messages seen exclusively by DCNF, Jones first contacted Waldman on March 15, 2017, this lawyer for the Russian oligarch, saying that he was with a nonprofit group that had just been formed in Washington. Dan Jones here from the Democracy Integrity Project. Chris wanted us to connect, Jones wrote, referring to Steele. Waldman, the lawyer for the Russian oligarch, met with Jones, the former Feinstein staffer, on March 16, 2017. During the meeting, this lawyer, Waldman, says that Jones revealed that he was working with Fusion GPS. In other words, still going after the president. Jones also said that a group of Silicon Valley billionaires and George Soros, quote-unquote, were funding the project with Fusion GPS, according to Waldman, who testified to the Senate Intelligence Committee panel last November 3. Now, Jones sent Waldman several other articles. In one text, Jones suggested to Waldman that his team help place a report with Reuters about Trump's real estate activities. Our team helped with this, Jones wrote, linking to the March 17, 2017 Reuters article. Jones sent Waldman several other news articles, including one from McClatchy, alleging the FBI was investigating whether Russian bots influenced conservative media outlets like Breitbart and Infowars. The same McClatchy reporters who wrote that article also recently published a report alleging that special counsel Robert Mueller has been provided with evidence supporting the still dossiers allegate and goes on and on. They're planning stories and proud of it. They're funded by extremely wealthy left-wing Democrats, mostly in New York and California, including the Silicon Valley. They continue to press this narrative. This is why I say the Democrat Party and the federal government, in many respects, are one and the same thing. They must have each other. They must receive nutrition, if you will, political, legal nutrition from each other. 
They nourish each other. And when somebody like Trump wins the presidency or is a threat who might win the presidency, they cannot tolerate it because that means the instrumentalities of government, all this power, are not completely in their hands. Even though they're wrong with the bureaucracy and the courts and so forth, pretty much they are. And so just to be abundantly clear, the House Intelligence Committee report today says not a single witness that they interviewed provided any evidence of any collusion between Trump and his campaign and the Russians. None. And CNN has none, and MSNBC has none, and the FBI has none, Mr. Mueller has none, whatever he concocts. Committee investigations, criminal investigations, media investigations, nothing. Nothing! Because the whole thing's a hoax! The whole thing's a fraud! There wasn't anything! The opposition research was dressed up as intel. Used by the intelligence agencies. Used by the FBI. To try and take down a candidate. Then to try and take down a president-elect. And now to try and take down the President of the United States. I don't care what you think of Trump or this issue or that issue. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about something incredibly diabolical here. This isn't a conspiracy. It's being laid out over and over and over again. The essential facts are on the table for everybody to see. Everybody. Now, over at CNN and MSNBC and the other Democrat Party uh, media operations, they're focused on this, this Russian lawyer who has now confessed that she's a Russian informant. You have to be an idiot not to realize that once she met with Donald Trump Jr., among others, and tried to set them up, that she was anything but a Russian informant. And what's important to remember about that meeting is Donald Trump Jr., Kushner, and the others got up and left. They got up and left. They smelled a dead fish. They knew something was going on. They could see they had a rat right in front of them. They didn't negotiate with her. They didn't agree to do anything for her. Nothing, not a thing, occurred at that meeting. They didn't leak classified information like certain FBI directors and certain intelligence agency heads. No. They leaked nothing. They received nothing. They offered nothing. A Russian informant. I suspect they suspected that at some point. That this is what carries the news over at CNN. Why? Because CNN has been revealed as part of the operation that has tried to interfere with this presidency. They claim they represent the First Amendment and freedom of the press and freedom of speech. They represent no such thing. No such thing whatsoever. They are a bunch of partisan leftist hacks that have as their purpose to dislodge this president. And not just this president. Watch this guy, Brian Stelter, even though nobody does, on the weekends. His entire existence 
is aimed at trying to destroy talk show hosts, television hosts, conservative columnists who do not toe the line. That's the entire purpose of Brian Stelter over at CNN. That's it. He's not a newsman. He's a hitman. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. It is amazing to watch, and it's hard to watch uh, sort of objectively, but every now and then step back. It's amazing to watch who supports tyranny and who's participating in tyranny, isn't it? The defenders of this tyranny and the participants in this tyranny. Jake Tapper is one of them. CNN is an organization. MSNBC is an organization. The Democrat Party is an organization. The top echelon of our intelligence and law enforcement, federal, I should say, federal law enforcement, embrace tyranny, promote tyranny. This is quite a serious matter. It's quite a serious matter. And if it wasn't for some brave members of Congress, and quite frankly, among others, the Mark Levin show, pressing, 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 to the point where I probably turned off some of you. We'd never be where we are. We don't have a prosecutor investigating anything. There's actually a prosecutor out there trying to chase down the victim. Donald Trump is the victim. You know, you can help put a pocket copy of the Constitution in the hands of every public high school and middle school student in the country. Now, why wouldn't you want to help with the effort? Especially since Hillsdale College is spearheading this ambitious project. Many of you have taken one of Hillsdale College's free online courses on the Constitution, economics, history, and and freedom. Others have attended the free regional events Hillsdale sponsors around the country. And some of you benefit from Hillsdale's free work with charter schools. Hillsdale does these things as part of their mission to help all Americans pursue truth and defend liberty, to help Americans become better citizens, to preserve freedom. Now they're reaching out to public schools by sending a copy of the Constitution and Declaration of Independence to every middle and high public school principal in America, along with an offer to provide free copies for every student. Learn how you can help in this historic effort to reach America's youth with truth, and how you can get your own copy of Hillsdale's Pocket Constitution to keep or give away at levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, levinforhillsdale.com. Now, I want to tell you before we go to the next hour about Sunday's show, since it's Friday evening. It's an extraordinarily important show on the Fox News Channel. It's at 10 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Pacific. They won't advertise it that much. I advertise it. It is cerebral. It is heavy on substance. But yet, in my opinion, I hope you'll watch it from beginning to end so you'll be able to follow the The entire discussion, because we have six segments, that's the clock, six segments starting with the longest and then they work their way down. But it's very, very important that you listen from one segment to the next to the next and have an open mind and open ears. You might say, hell, this is like college or this is like an AP high school course or this is the kind of stuff I wanted to avoid. Don't. I want to demonstrate 
I want to demonstrate that you want to hear serious stuff discussed with serious people. And not just yak, yak, yak back and forth with political operatives or the hot person of the week. And these are crucial discussions. And this Sunday one is right at the top of the list. Progressivism, science, and evolution. And I think once you watch this Sunday show, again, once you start it, you got to watch it all the way through. I think when you're done, I really do, I think you're going to say, oh, my Lord. Like many of you said after last Sunday's show on the EMP. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker. Somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building. We've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello everybody, Mark Levin here. This is our two. Our number 877-381-3811. That's right. 877-381-3811. Now, knowing what we know, and there's a hell of a lot more to know, wouldn't you say the Senate Judiciary Committee, rather than passing a vote out of that committee, 14 to 7, with four Republicans, Republicans rather than passing a proposed bill that protects Robert Mueller, the special counsel. If you're going to violate separation of powers, shouldn't you pass a proposed bill demanding his firing? The entire premise of his investigation, in addition to being constitutionally and legally defective, is a concoction, a conspiracy by the Democrat Party and the Obama administration. Wouldn't it be nice if a committee of the Senate or the committee of the House, if you're going to violate separation of powers, would violate it for the right cause? Again, that is, shouldn't they pass a bill that calls for the removal of Robert Mueller rather than the protection of Robert Mueller? What's wrong with these Republicans? How stupid do you get? How stupid do you get? There is overwhelming evidence. Overwhelming evidence they were out to get Trump. There's overwhelming evidence of this coup attempt. By the Democrat Party, by the Democrat campaign, by the Democrat operatives in the media, by the Democrat operatives in the intelligence and FBI agencies. Overwhelming evidence that they colluded with the Russians. And we got this jerk running around with his Democrat prosecutors... Uh, let's see, we want to interview the president uh, for possible obstruction. Obstruction of what? Well, he may have tried to interfere with the Russian investigation. Really? So why is this discussed endlessly every day if there's no Russian investigation? The Republican Party needs to stand up for the Republic. The Republican Party needs to stand up for its president. Even more, the Republican Party needs to stand up for the people. But not Lindsey Graham. I'll bet he's on one or two programs this weekend. I guess his dating life really sucks, but he's on TV endlessly. 
Oh, they'll yank another one. Where, where's Flake? Flake busy this weekend? I'm sure he's not. Want to hear from Flake? I mean, after all, he's so representative of everybody. No, Flake. Uh, who else? Oh, Tom Tillis of North Carolina. Another complete schmo. Ah, but here we are. So if they want to pass legislation, as I say, if they want to pass legislation, even though it's unconstitutional and it'll be shot down, well, pass the right kind of legislation. If you're going to be a clown, be a good clown. If you're going to be a fool, be a good fool. At least a fool for the cause. At least a clown for the cause. By the way, kudos to Brett Baer. Obviously, I couldn't watch the interview live while I was doing the the greatest show on radio. Maybe I'll say the greatest show on earth. Whatever happened to that uh, outfit? Whatever happened to the great circus? Well, first the elephants, then the other animals, and then the end came. I don't know that there's any other circuses that has large animals anymore. Very few if they do. So I want to congratulate PETA, the left-wing kooks, and some phony conservatives. Well done. Out in the wild where they'll be poached and murdered. Just a stream of thought here. Anyway, let's listen to just little pieces of this. Jim Comey, let me put it to you this way. The dynamic with the Brett Baer interview of Comey was like a deposition. And Brett Baer's not even a lawyer. Comey, who was U.S. Attorney, was Assistant U.S. Attorney, was Deputy Attorney General, was the FBI Director, looked out completely out of sorts. And that's what happens when you're a liar, a serial liar. You look completely out of sorts. And it was obvious Brett Baer came fully prepared. It was riveting, absolutely riveting. It wasn't like George Stephanopoulos. Hey, or uh, or any of the other idiots. No. Brett Bear really put the hammer to the nail. He really did. Cut one, Mr. Producer. Go. When uh, the Steele dossier comes out sometime early July, when did you personally learn about the memos in the dossier? Sometime in the fall. I don't remember exactly when. You're talking fall of... Fall, I'm sorry, fall of 16. Right. So who told you about them? I don't remember. Someone on my senior staff. Do you remember briefed, how they were described? I remember they briefed me about it, explained that it came from a reliable source, former Allied intelligence officer. I remember being given a copy of it. I don't know whether it was September, October, sometime in that period of time. So he remembers it came from an Allied intelligence source. But he doesn't remember when he got it. He doesn't remember who briefed him. It's funny, he has a selective memory, this guy. Isn't it? Cut to go. When did you learn that the DNC and Hillary Clinton campaign had funded Christopher Steele's work? Yeah, I still don't know that for a fact. What do you mean? I've only seen it in the media. I never knew exactly which Democrats had funded. I knew it was funded first by Republicans. opposed to Donald. true. I'm sorry? That's not true. That the f- dossier that Christopher Steele worked on was funded by Republicans? Yeah, my understanding was his work started funded by, oppo re- as oppo research, funded by Republicans. After- so Free Beacon uh, and said that they had Glenn Simpson and Fusion GPS on a kind of a retainer, but they did not fund the Christopher Steele memo or the dossier. That was initiated by Democrats. 
Okay, my understanding was the activity was begun, that, that Steele was hired to look into, was first funded by Republicans, then picked up the important right, stop. It was never funded by Republicans. The Free Beacon used this group to do background research on all the candidates. Had nothing to do with Christopher Steele. They didn't wash their money through a left-wing law firm and a left-wing lawyer by the name of Mark Elias. None of that was involved. And the idea that the former director of the FBI still doesn't know who funded the dossier because he was so, what, uncurious, is preposterous, even to this day. We know who funded it. We even know how much money they put into it. How much money they put into it. Go ahead. Democrats opposed to Donald Trump. So is that why, did you tell President Obama that the dossier was ever, who it was funded by? No, not to my recollection. Did you want to know who it was funded by? I wanted to know what I knew, which is it was funded by people politically opposed to Donald Trump. Okay. Let's just stop there. Is that rational human behavior? Hey, Mr. Director, look what we have. What do you have there? A dossier. How many S's in dossier? Two. Oh. And the R is silent. Oh, okay. Tell me about it. Well, it was funded by the Democrats. Great. Let's put it in a FISA application. What did the guy ever say? Which Democrats? Who the hell funded this thing? Where did it come from? What's the source of it? This guy's the head of the FBI. He's a liar. He knew he didn't want to say. He knew. Clapper knew, Brennan knew, Tapper knew, Clapper, Tapper, Schlapper, they all knew. Go ahead. Opponents wasn't that important well, When to me. did you, so you still to this day don't know that it was funded by the DNC or I've read that in the campaign? media, but I don't know for a fact and didn't know why I was at the FBI. Helen Who, Keller, everybody, our FBI director. He didn't know anything. Can't see, can't speak, can't hear. Go ahead. Act opponent of the president's funded that. Did you even tell the president that Democrats funded it? The answer is no. Did you tell the president that opponents of the president funded it? The answer is no. Did you tell him any more? Only, only the part about, uh, only the part about the the Russian prostitutes. Did you tell him any more than that? No. No. This is why I've said from day one when this came out, this was really an attempt at blackmail. Not just a setup, but blackmail. To let him know that he and the intelligence agencies had this information on him. And if he had told Trump, look, it was funded by a Hillary campaign and the DNC or Democratic opponents, he wouldn't have that, right? He wouldn't have that cudgel to use against Trump. Trump would be, oh my God, where's this crap coming from? Well, it's coming from somebody, a reliable foreign intel guy. If he had said it's funded by Hillary Clinton and the, and the DNC, which, which Free says, uh, excuse me, which uh, Comey says, I didn't want to know anything about, Trump would have been furious, but in a different direction. He would have been furious at this sort of stuff is being used against me, and the FBI is using it, and the intelligence agencies have it. That's why Comey never told him. That's why Comey never told him. You go into a coming, a a, a president-elect, and you say, look at this stuff we have. 
Look at this stuff we have. Where's it coming? Let's just take Comey at his word, which is taking a lot, but let's take him at his word. He knew it was coming from Democrat operatives, right? Isn't that what he said, Mr. Producer? Well, why would he even keep that from the president? Unless he wants to hold this over his head. Unless he wants to give the impression it's scurrilous, you know, it's unverified. But look what we have here, Mr. President. And if he'd gone on and said, but... Don't worry about it. It's funded by Hillary and the DNC, Democrat. Op- oh, okay. Here's the bigger point. Why would he even discuss this with the president? At all. At all. Unless he was going into the president to tell him, look at this attempt to smear you by the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign. The problem is the FBI used it to get a warrant. The FBI used it to get a warrant. Here is the the marquee contradiction. He tells the president-elect, it's scurrilous and it's unverified. Did he not say that? That's in his own notes, right? In the meantime, they used it to get a FISA warrant. You can't have it both ways. Go ahead. To cut three, go ahead. How many times did you, and to what extent did you brief President Obama on the dossier? I didn't ever brief President Obama on the dossier. I was present during a conversation where... Well, now, let's wait a minute. Why was it so important to brief the president-elect, but not the president? Can somebody explain that to me? Why was it so important to brief the president-elect, to the extent he was briefed, of course, but why was that so important? But when it comes to the actual president, his boss, he doesn't feel the need to brief him. One of two answers. Obama already knew, and I believe he did. Or they didn't want him to know as they were using this information to try and destroy Trump. But I think it's the former. Go ahead. Uh, Director of National Intelligence briefed it to him as we did to the Gang of Eight and to the president-elect the first week of January. So the director of national intelligence briefed the president about it the first week of January. That would be Clapper. The leaker. Who leaked the dossier to Jake Tapper, for which he's now recompensed as a contributor on CNN. Nobody would hire this mumbling buffoon who can't put together three syllables to be some kind of a commentator of any merit. Now we heard for weeks now, maybe maybe a week, 10 days, that from Chuck Todd, among others, that Sean Hannity should be punished. He should be admonished by Fox. What's going to happen to Jake Tapper? What will happen to Jake Tapper? What will happen to all the other media types who know and knew that they had the dossier or aspects of the dossier in advance? Who knew that the Obama administration in the form of Clapper and perhaps others were leaking the dossier and parts of the dossier. This is the real story, and they kept it from the American people. They kept it from the American people. Cut four, go. You called the dossier unverified, salacious. Why did you use that to the FISA court to ask for surveillance for Carter Page? Not only use it, but you led with it. A bulk of that FISA application deals with that dossier. 
Why? Yeah, that's not my recollection, Brett. And I don't know that the FISA application has been released. My recollection was it was part of a broader mosaic Stop. of... Certain committee chairman read it. It was provided to certain committee chairman to read. I believe in the basement or the vault room of the Justice Department or something like that. So it hasn't been released to the public. But some have read it. Go ahead. That were laid before the FISA judge to obtain a FISA warrant. There was a lot more than the dossier in the FISA application? My recollection was there was a significant amount of additional material about Page and why there was probable cause to believe he was an agent of a foreign power. And the dossier was part of that, but was not all of it. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's say he's right again, which he's not. Let's say the dossier is part of that. It's still a fraud committed on the court because they never explained to the court in any rational way who funded it. So the federal judge at the FISA court didn't know who funded it. The president-elect wasn't told who funded it. The American people weren't told who funded it. They kept that a secret because it would destroy the entire effort to use that dossier, that opposition research, to pretend it was some kind of important intelligence to promote the Russia collusion argument and to take out Donald Trump. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. that Obama didn't know most of it. His people are leaking to the press. Much of this was in the media. All you have to do is read it. And a president gets a, a, um, a thick packet of press reports and so forth once or twice a day. How is it possible Obama didn't know about it when the most senior people in his administration were doing these things? How is it possible? It's not possible. How is it possible that Obama is never called to the carpet on this? How is it possible? The Praetorian Guard is protecting him. They love Obama as much as they hate Trump. They love Obama as much as they hate Trump. Give an example. Was there ever a reporter like this fraud, this buffoon, Jim Acosta, harassing Barack Obama, ever? And if there was such a reporter harassing Barack Obama the way Acosta attacks Trump, what would the rest of the media say? They'd be booing the guy, they'd be trying to interfere with the guy, you know, all the rest of it. And so this is a big issue as far as I'm concerned. I've been pressing this point now for a very long time, too. The Invisible Hand. Barack Melhouse Benito Obama. I'll be right back. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now. 877-381-3811. Seems like every day there's another story about technology. Facebook this, Amazon that, on and on. Cyber hackers are always looking for a way in, trying to use technology to make an easy profit off folks like you and me. Now, this doesn't mean we should be scared of technology. I can't imagine giving it up. 
but we need to be smart and protect ourselves. The tech companies aren't going to do it. It's up to us. So I wouldn't put it off another second. Get protected right now. Now, I searched for the very best in identity protection and found it. It's My ID Care. My ID Care covers you for the nine types of identity theft for just 10 bucks a month. And they provide a 100% identity recovery guarantee or your money back. Now, this company, My ID Care, used to only protect large corporations. But then they said, why should we just do that? And I found them, and I spoke to them, and I said, these guys are the best. I want my audience to know about My ID Care. You just can't find this kind of protection anywhere else. Stop waiting and hoping. You need protection, and you need My ID Care. Learn more and get 15% off at myidcare slash mark. Let me correct that. Myidcare.com slash mark. Myidcare.com slash mark. Or call their toll-free number, which was put up just for my audience. 866-334-3084. That's 866-334-3084. Or myidcare.com slash mark. I hope you'll check it out. Jenny, Branson, Missouri, XM Satellite. Go. Hey, Mr. Levin. Thank you for taking my call. Just want to say that uh, most of us out here in America are really sick and tired of all of this. Uh, mm-hmm. We see it for what we it is, and uh, we're done. It's over. Mm-hmm. Go home, everybody. It's over. But this isn't really aimed at you. This is aimed at getting out the Democrat base. And this is aimed at trying to persuade so-called independents to come out during the midterm election, give the Democrats the House, and impeach Trump. It's aimed at all of them. We know. We know. Okay, well, you're saying I'm done. Great. Yeah, like, yeah. But the problem is they're not done. They're not going to win. They're not going to win. Well, Jenny, Jenny, Jenny. It doesn't help us to say that. We should be acting like they are going to win. So our people turn out. So our precinct workers turn out. So people make donations to conservative candidates. And I can tell you, I live in a state in Virginia where they won. And they won big. They slaughtered us in the governor's race. They've slaughtered us on all these statewide races. They almost took over the, the, uh, the House of Delegates, which was 64-36 Republican and is 51-49 Republican because of a coin toss. This is a serious challenge. Serious. And we all better take it damn seriously, or we could lose our president. Well, if... You know what? I have faith in this country and the people... So do I. But I believe the good Lord gave us brains and hands and feet and the wherewithal to do what we need to do. Thank you for your call. I don't mean to be rude. It's just to be a Pollyanna at a time like this is a huge mistake. They're going to turn out. Their armies are going to turn out. And we damn well better turn out too. Or they win. And lately we've been losing. I'm not making any prediction, but you know, you got you to have your eyes wide open. That's one of the things we conservatives do. We actually believe in knowledge and information. We might be done with the Russia probe, but they're not. Mark, Palatine, Illinois, XM Satellite, go. 
Thank you, uh, Mr. Levin. Uh, we already seen this, what's happening with Trump, with uh, Stevens in Alaska, the senator, where they went after him, made up stuff, and took him out. So this yep. scenario with the deep state has already happened. They, are, they already have, and you may, if you listen to the show, you may know I, I went into that case about 10 days ago uh, on what prosecutors are capable of. They're capable of doing the right thing, and they're capable of doing the wrong thing. And in the case of Stevens, which was a criminal case, different than this, uh, in that uh, I, I doubt there would ever be a trial, you're exactly right. They withheld information, they made up information, uh, and they took out this senator, and he lost his reelection bid by only a couple thousand votes. Uh, but it was an absolute disgrace. Thank you for your call. Let's keep going. Mike, Jackson, Florida, Sirius Satellite, go. Mark Levin, you have hit the nail on the head that everyone else has danced around. I'm going to tell you, I went to William & Mary, and I went to William & Mary the same year as Comey went to William & Mary, and he is a fraud. And you hit the nail on the head when you said that he's pretending that he doesn't know who it is funded by and trying to present it to Trump as plausible and legitimate intelligence to get a hand over Trump. That's what he wanted to do is have leverage over Trump, which is why he somehow forgot to tell Trump how it was an illegitimate. People keep saying it was a setup. I think that's relatively obvious. It's more than a setup. He did this to be able to hold it over Trump's head. Brought up that's that's really important. And by the way, there is commendable job as as Brett Baer did last night. He really needs a real lawyer, and you need to bring him on to the Mark Levin show on Fox News at ten o'clock Sunday night, and you need to spend an hour with him, cross examining him because Brett cross examining whom? Cross Comey Comey won't Jim even come Comey. on the radio show. Comey's publicist won't even. Mister Producer, open up your microphone. Rich. Did we contact the, his publicist? We contacted them, and they ignored me. And they ignored you? Yeah, because they don't want people coming in by droves and returning their books, if you understand what I mean, Mike. Yes. One more thing, though, too. And you've been a good point about the Praetorian Guard and the Invisible Hand, and Trump's talking about deep state. It really is a slight nuance. It's really the legal state against the commercial state. Trump's not a lawyer. Trump speaks in terms of, hey— I want someone who's loyal to me as an FBI director. Can you imagine why Trump asked that question? When I, I don't think did. Trump views it as him leading the commercial state. In other words, I don't think we need to come up with a wholly new concept. I think it's right in front of us. It's punching us in the nose every minute. It's the attorney. Let's go, what's, what's going on here is a progressive power grab, and they do not want this government managed by anyone but them. And they're particularly... Uh, disgusted with Trump for several reasons, including which, as I keep saying, he denied the Obama third term through Hillary. They felt they were on a roll with Obamacare and open borders and the Iran deal and all these other radical things they were doing. They thought they would easily beat Trump. Hillary was skating. She didn't even campaign in some of the important blue blue states, which she lost. And so they, they feel entitled, entitled to government, entitled to the presidency. All right, let's go to Curtis, Norfolk, Virginia, on the Mark Levin app. How are you? Mr. Levin, this is an honor, and uh, I'm a little nervous. Don't be. I, well, I'll try not to be. I'm it's not a deposition. Just relax. Yep. Okay. Uh, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts. I'm a lifelong Virginia resident. Uh, I live in Norfolk, Virginia, and work in Roanoke, Virginia. And you just made the point about our state and uh, that it's uh, 
gone further left, and I don't see how we correct that as long as we keep letting illegals flood into northern Virginia outside the Beltway. And just wondered about your thoughts on that. Well, there's two things happening in Virginia. Number one, legals, left-wing Democrats are flooding into Virginia, too. From Maryland, from the District of Columbia, uh, from other parts of the country, because there's so much government largesse in Northern Virginia, and Northern Virginia is like uh, if you had a uh, if you had a tanker, the tanker is is kind of floating on its side. If you consider Virginia the tanker, because Northern Virginia, this pocket uh, around uh, Washington D.C., is where the wealth is, where the concentration of the population is, and it now controls the rest of the state, which is relatively conservative. That's number one. Number two, in terms of illegal aliens. It's not just illegal aliens, it's legal aliens. And the government has a way of placing a lot of people in this country, and there is an effort underway to turn, and there has been for 20 years, to turn some of these red states into blue states. Colorado used to be a strong red state, not anymore. Nevada used to be a strong red state, not anymore. Arizona's having to duke it out. You look at all these states. You know, it wasn't that long ago, maybe it was 20 years ago, where the uh, reporters and the and the, uh, and the and the writers were saying things like, I don't know how the Democrats will ever take the presidency. As a matter of fact, after Reagan, when George H.W. Bush won, we don't know how the Democrats will ever take the presidency. Because the Republicans control California and Florida and Texas, and as long as they control those big three, they can never lose. And what happened? California's gone. Florida's in trouble. And let me tell you something. If it keeps continuing the way it is in Texas with the open borders... We will be the ones who can never win the presidency. All right, my friend. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. How about those 76ers? Been keeping track of that, Mr. Producer? They play tomorrow. They're doing pretty darn well, right, Guns? Well, 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 I better not talk about it. I'll upset the rest of the country. You know, hardship case or honest mistake, doesn't matter to the IRS. When you owe back taxes or haven't filed tax returns in quite some time, they're coming for you. Like with Rhonda. didn't matter that she's a single mom or a nurse living paycheck to paycheck. It didn't matter that the reason she owed thousands of back taxes was that her ex said he'd filed their tax returns, but he didn't. The IRS was aggressively pursuing her, garnishing her wages. Now, Rhonda was trapped in what she thought was a no-win situation. If you can relate to Rhonda, you need to call Optima Tax Relief. Optima knows that behind every tax problem are honest, hardworking people, people with families, homes, savings, and paychecks. They need protection, which is how they've resolved over half a billion dollars in tax debt for their clients and are A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Call Optima Tax Relief at 800-499-6300, 800-499-6300. That's 800-499-6300. People are asking, and I, I, I want to chime in on this too. We talked in the first hour about this former staffer, right, to Diane Frankenfeinstein, who, when he left Feinstein's staff, hired Fusion GPS and Christopher Steele, backed by millions of dollars in money from 
liberal Democrat millionaires in California, New York, but particularly Silicon Valley. That is Dianne Feinstein's strength. That's where her muscle is. Dianne Feinstein is a senior member of the Senate Intelligence Committee. So the question being posed, and I I endorse it, is, did Dianne Feinstein know that her former staffer was actively, presently working with Fusion GPS and Christopher Steele, funded by liberal Democrats, to continue to push this contrived scandal of Russian collusion with the Trump campaign? You see, here's what I'm getting at. We now know about Mark Warner talking to the lawyer of a Russian oligarch. We now know about Feinstein staffer. We now know about the DNC's role in funding the dossier. We now know about the Hillary Clinton role in funding the dossier. You see what I'm saying? This is a Democrat Party operation. This is an Obama administration operation. This is a Hillary Clinton campaign operation. The DNC, the Hillary Clinton campaign, top Obama administration officials, as well as now members of the Senate, Democrats. No wonder they're trying to cover everything up. No wonder they're trying to obstruct. And of course, there's significant sources for the media. Most of the reporters, so-called, and journalists, so-called, are either out of the closet registered Democrats or in the closet Democrats. Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon, Jake Tapper. Look at MSLSD. You're lucky if they're Democrats. Most of them are even more left-wing than that. Anyway, let's see who else is out here. Katie, Alexandria, Virginia, the great WMAL. Go right ahead. Hi, how are you, sir? Okay. Um, so I, I was listening to the Brett Bear interview today and just getting angrier and angrier listening to everything that Cohen said, if, you know, based on what you've heard him say before. And then, but I wonder if you could comment on something. I, I also caught a, a clip between Martha McGowan and um, Listen, David I can't Nunes. comment on other shows, ma'am. I, I doing my show, so I don't have time to watch the Martha McGowan show. It's actually on the same time mine is on. But thank you for your call. It's kind of weird. How am I supposed to comment on somebody else's show when I'm doing my show? When they're being aired when I'm doing my show. Anyway, Jim, South Amboy, New Jersey, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark, it's a pleasure. Mark, listen, you, uh, you, you hit the nail on the head like you had said when you used the word blackmail for the meeting with Comey and um, uh, Donald Trump. Mark, I'm going to tell you something. I believe that the Obama administration, the Clinton crime family, for eight years has been gathering intel, whether real or manufactured, and has compromised the majority of the senators, congressmen. That's why they act the way they act. One example. Hold on. on. We have no idea about this. None. Corruption case didn't come out until after. Listen to me. Listen to me. You said a majority of the senators and congressmen. How am I supposed to react to that when there's no evidence for that? But the Republicans act like Democrats, Mark. They okay, don't. Okay. Okay. Got it. But how am I supposed to react when somebody calls and says 
the Obama administration and Clinton administration had dirt on a majority of members of the House and Senate. But I don't know that to be the case at all. I understand, but the facts are... The- all right, thanks for your call. Those are not facts. Those are not facts. I don't understand. There's enough information out there right now that condemns these people, that exposes these people. Why do we have to make stuff up? Chrissy, Scranton, Pennsylvania, XM Satellite, go. Hi, Mark. Great honor. What an honor to speak with you today. I just Thank wanted you. to uh, comment about how these leftist media and how they disrespect our president. You know, I listen to the news break at the top of every hour. There's a certain news source that comes on, and not one time have I ever heard them refer to our president as President Trump. It's always Mr. Trump. And that makes me so irritated. That's a good point. Even though I'm not a big fan of, you know, President Obama, I would always refer to him as President Obama. But even if you didn't, you're not a news person. And what you're saying is news people should respect the office and uh, stop playing favorites. Absolutely. And that's why I would speak of President Obama as. Well, I wouldn't. But I'm not a news person. It's just so disrespectful. See, they they pretend to be journalists. I don't pretend to be a journalist. I pretend to call it as I see it, uh, to look at the facts, to call it as I as I see the facts. But I'm not doing independent reporting. <clears throat> I can draw my own conclusions, analysis. In many cases, it's unique. But if you're going to claim to be a reporter, a reporter, not an opinion maker. Not an editorial writer, a reporter. The damn it, be a reporter. All right, Chrissy, thank you out there in Scranton, Pennsylvania. By the way, Chrissy, when's the last time you saw Joe Biden in Scranton? Oh, you know what? He's been around, but I have never went to go see him. Yeah, he's been around. Has he been in a Dunkin' Donuts there? All right, my friend. I got the joke. We'll be right back. From the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here, our final hour of the show, our final hour of the week, our number 877-381-3811. All right, I'm going to upset a lot of you. North Korea will not give up all its nukes. Even if it says it will, it won't. I'm sorry. The president has done a magnificent job under the circumstances. He really has. And I'm not saying he won't get some leverage over North Korea. He already has. But in the end, North Korea will not give up its nukes. And I am a little frustrated when he keeps talking about his good friend, the the genocidal maniac who runs China, Xi. Let's not forget we got a lot of help from my good friend Xi at China, the man who's stealing all of our technology. Stealing it to build weapons against you and me. Stealing it to take our jobs. 
I don't know how we go from we need tariffs on China to stop them from stealing our technology and ripping us off to my good friend Xi, right? The guy that runs China. I don't know how we get that. But all the smiley stuff, it, it, it makes you feel good, right? It's like watching polar bears or whatever. You know, you get this warm, fuzzy feeling. There they are. The duly elected president of one country and the genocidal mass murder of another country. Digging dirt together. You know, like two, three-year-olds on the beach. But I'm just saying, okay, good. Fine. I'm not trying to be a wet blanket. But if any of you have ever watched Levin TV, I think I've done this twice. I don't think I've done it three times yet. We have scrolled, uh, scrolled through all the deals, all the arrangements, all the negotiations that have gone on with North Korea since the 1980s. And there's always some announcement about how they've agreed not to build nukes, they've agreed not to do this, they've agreed not to do that. And yet look at where we are. <clears throat> now you'll say, well, Trump's different. I'm certainly hoping so. The problem isn't whether Trump's different. The point is, Un is not different. He's a Stalinist. And Stalinists don't play by the rules. And it's just interesting to me that we've gone from a virulent little dictator to a smiley face, uh, to reaching out, sending his sister to the Olympics, and all of a sudden, like, turning on a dime. And I'll tell you who told him to do that. Xi, the guy at China. He's saying, look, look, just be real nice to President Trump. Just put a smile on your face. Just reach out, but in the end, kind of do what you want. We've got to wake this guy out. He won't be president forever. And if we're lucky, the Democrats will take him out. We'll get somebody, you know, like, like Obama in there. An Obama sycophant. The Chinese, the North Koreans, they play long ball. They play long ball. So um, I think the president has done more than any modern president, really, to, uh, to confront North Korea in a very effective way. But this denuclearization? Well, we'll see, won't we? And by the way, it's not a matter of seeing in the next two or four years, seeing in the next 10 or 20 years. That's how you have to measure these things, the way they do. Something else big happened in Washington today. Actually, it was yesterday. Really big. I'm guessing you saw about 10 seconds of this. 10 seconds of this. Have you ever heard of Robert Menendez outside of New Jersey? He's the senior senator from New Jersey. He was in Congress for many, many years. He's been in the Senate many, many years, and he's a crook. Mark, they had this trial, and he wasn't convicted. No, but the Ethics Committee has said he's a crook. And they have different standards. And I'm going to read some of this to you, and then you need to ask yourself, I believe, why hasn't this man faced expulsion? He sold his office. Why isn't he being expelled? More than that, why isn't he even part of the discussion? Maggie Astor, writing, I guess, for the Washington Compost, right, Mr. Producer? I'm trying to remember where I pulled this article from. Yes. The Senate Ethics Committee severely admonished, quote-unquote, Senator Robert Menendez yesterday for accepting gifts from a wealthy doctor while using his position as a senator to promote the doctor's personal and financial interests. 
Wow. It also ordered Mr. Menendez, a New Jersey Democrat, to repay the market value of all improper gifts he has not already repaid. What incredible punishment. And what they don't say here is also he has to update his financial disclosure forms. So he has to update his financial disclosure forms, pay back the market value of the gifts, and he's severely admonished. Now, when you hold a high public trust and you abuse it and you deceive the (laughs) the American people in such a significant way, and he did it repeatedly, he should be expelled. The admonition stems from the same actions for which Mr. Menendez was indicted in 2015. His trial, in which the doctor, Salman Melgen, was a co-defendant, ended with a deadlock jury in November 2017. And the federal government chose not to retry Mr. Menendez. It was a deadlock jury in a heavily Democrat part of New Jersey. In its letter of admonition, the Ethics Committee acknowledged that the trial did not result in conviction, but wrote, The criminal system, however, neither enforces nor supplants the Senate's rules or standards of conduct, and the committee's action stands independent from that result. The committee's three Republican and three Democrats found that from 2006 to 2013, during a a seven-and-a-half-year period, Mr. Menendez, quote, knowingly and repeatedly accepted gifts of significant value from Dr. Melgen without obtaining required committee approval and failed to publicly disclose certain gifts as required by Senate rule and federal law. The gifts included multiple private flights and nights at luxury hotels, among them a villa in the Dominican Republic. While accepting these gifts, they wrote, you used your position as a member of the Senate To advance Mr. Melgen's personal and business interests, the committee wrote, your assistance to Dr. Melgen under these circumstances demonstrated poor judgment and a risk undermining the public's confidence in the Senate. As such, your actions reflected discredit upon the United States Senate. So here we have a guy who's taking in-kind money, if you will, and doing official favors, the extent of which you can read in the letter, and they're significant for Mr. Dr. Melgen. And he's brought discredit to the Senate. Isn't that what they said? Well, then why don't you expel him? Among other things, Mr. Menendez intervened when Dr. Melgen was accused of overbilling Medicare by nearly $9 million. That's Medicare. Medicare. Senior citizens. Tax dollars. On Dr. Melgen's behalf, he lobbied the Secretary of Health and Human Services and officials at the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Dr. Melgen was eventually convicted of Medicare fraud and sentenced to 17 years in prison. The senator also helped arrange visas for the doctor's girlfriends to come to the United States. You see, Mr. Menendez is very, very busy. I saw him as the ranking Democrat on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee attacking Pompeo. Both men argued that their actions were tokens of friendship, not bribery. Of course, of course. That's just friendship. Medicare and private trips and not reporting them. and Not bribery, it's just friendship. 
Mark Elias, a lawyer for Mr. Menendez, the same Mark Elias, who was the straw man for the cash pass-through from his law firm to Fusion GPS, don't forget that, said in a statement that many of the committee's conclusions were at odds with the earlier legal proceedings. No, they weren't. As those who followed the 11-week trial know, many of the findings of the letter were not only contradicted by the presiding judge and rejected by the jury, but the proceedings clearly demonstrated that there was no violation of any law, Mr. Elias said. No, that doesn't prove it at all. It was a hung jury. It was a hung jury. Now, Mr. Menendez is, quote, glad this ethics committee process that began nearly six years ago is now finally resolved. Now, what his lawyer, the hack Elias doesn't say is it was put on hold during the course of the trial. Bob Menendez's scandalous conduct laid out in this letter should outrage every New Jersey voter, said Bob Salera, a spokesman for the National Republican Senatorial Committee. All right, enough of these politicians. Here's the point. Menendez was doing favors for his buddy who wound up getting seven years in the pen was a hung jury in New Jersey. The Ethics Committee has an independent responsibility to protect the Senate. Criminal prosecutions are about the federal government, in this case, uh, defending the American people at the federal government level, but the Senate has to defend the Senate. The Senate has to defend the Senate. What was the name of that congressman from the Miami area who was who was brought up in charges, drug charges. He was indicted and so forth. And eventually, he got off. Not drug charges, but on the take as a judge. That's what it was, on the take as a judge. What was his name? You remember Mr. Producer? But he was impeached, and now he's a congressman. Come on, the whole world knows. Somebody tell me. He sits in Congress right now. And the reason he was impeached as a federal judge, impeached by the House, tried by the Senate, removed by the Senate, including by Democrats, because Congress, whether the House or the Senate, has to protect Congress. Al C. Hastings, that's it. Al C. Hastings is an elected member of the House of Representatives from South Florida. From South Florida. And he was accused of fixing a case, of taking a bribe. Ultimately, they were not able to convict him. But the Congress thought he was guilty. And you see, when you're a congressman or senator, you have to face two authorities. The criminal authorities plus the authorities within the House and the Senate. And that's Menendez. Now, have you heard much about this today? No. Why not? Why not? Because the libs control the media. That's why. And I will continue to say that this man should be expelled. He's a disgrace. He's a disgrace. But he won't be. You might recall at his trial, Cory Booker testified as a character witness. So did Lindsey Graham. As a character witness for Menendez. A man who has no character. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Joy Reid. There was a period of time when there was a desert out there. Nobody would talk about it. Remember that, Mr. Producer? So I went on the air. And I said, why isn't anybody talking about Joy Reid? I, I stood back for a day or two. As the evidence mounted and mounted and mounted, and her defenses became increasingly preposterous. If she'd come out and said, yeah, I wrote all that stuff, and it really is grotesque. I, I should never have written all that stuff. That's fine. Everybody does something they wish they hadn't done. But she did like 30 things. I mean, it was, it was constant. But nobody would talk about it. Conservatives, certainly liberals, and I called out CNN, and I called out MSNBC, and I called out my fellow conservatives. I said, look, if any conservative had done what Joy Reid had done, they'd be done. It would be over. And I'm not leading a boycott against her. I'm not saying MSNBC should fire her or whatever. But the silence is unbelievable. Now, finally, conservatives are talking about it. And some left-wing publications have distanced themselves from her. But still, as I pointed out, what, last week? Rachel Maddow's still silent. Most of the conga line of of, uh, miscreants and malcontents at MSNBC and CNN are silent, or they'll say it in quick passing. Right, Brian Stelter? Quick passing. Anything new on the... Kanye West story today, Mr. Producer? I believe he's been tweeting and president tweeted back and he tweeted and the president tweeted back. Isn't, isn't that correct? <clears throat> See, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not willing to bet the entire culture on Kanye West. I'm glad he's standing up for his opinions. I'm glad he's making some sense. But it's really a little deeper than this. But I'll let all the other boys and girls... Run with it. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, it's interesting. But I think they're making way too much of it. Just one man's opinion. One man's opinion. Scott, Staten Island, New York, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark. Big fan. Thank you, sir. Sir, I was just, you know, it, it's unbelievable. Uh, it seems to me that the left can do anything that they want and just get away with it, whether it's a, uh, whether it's a senator whether it's the FBI, whether it's the CIA, whether it's boom, whether it's beam, whether it's anything, it's unbelievable. And the right does nothing, does nothing to help this man move on with this country. He's trying to do everything that he can possibly do. And still... Well, you're quite wrong, sir, because we had at least four Republicans in the Senate Judiciary Committee vote to protect Mueller. So it's not like they're doing nothing. I forgot about that. I'm sorry. Yes. And they <laughs> it, are disgusting. They are. They are really disgusting. It, it just, it's, it's unbelievable. And you were talking about the elections coming up. You know how this, they, they talk about the wave of blue coming. Now, you know, I see it myself, and, and the Republicans don't seem to mind. And this is unbelievable. You know, it's I mean, a good point. They're very passive in the face of this, aren't they? Oh, my God. And, and like, people like yourself and myself... You know, come on. This isn't fair to us. Fight for us. They do nothing. They do absolutely nothing for us. And as you say, this Lindsey Graham, he is a complete bum. You know, with Ed Why is he on TV all the time? Uh, well, you know what? You're probably He's a backbencher. Why does he matter? 
Well, I'm sure we'll see him Chuck Todd this weekend. You know, I'm sure he'll, he'll be on Oh, there. yeah, he'll be on at least one Sunday show. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And 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 you spoke about this Menendez guy. I mean, come on. I mean, you know, this guy gets away with that. Yeah, why is he in the Senate? I, I can't understand that. You know, and I saw him questioning Pompeo. Uh, how Disgusting. Can you, how can anybody try to question this man, especially him? Menendez questioning Pompeo, I mean. How can anybody try to question this man? You know, I mean, come on, especially Menendez. No, I agree with you. And as you said, Cory Booker. I mean, you know, questioning Pompeo. Wow, Mark. Uh, have Scott, a- Scott, you're a good man. I could tell. You and I would get along great. You take care of yourself, brother. And he speaks for a lot of Americans, doesn't he? In this regard, he certainly speaks for me. We'll be right back. The one-man antidote for liberal media bias, Mark Levin. Call him now at 877-381-3811. We have a little media empire here, don't we? Radio, digital TV, cable TV, books. What's left? Seriously, what's left? Movies. Correct. Um, what is the point of Univision in this country? Why is it that every Univision host and anchor comes on TV, somehow in the media, promoting the objectives of other countries? Promoting the objectives of other countries. Let's just be honest about it. And uh, it's like, it's a, obviously a Spanish TV network, a Spanish-speaking TV network, so the vast majority of English-speaking Americans have no idea what's being said on Univision. None. All right, whatever. You know, uh, there's with some big news... Uh, from PM Capital. There's been some big news from PM Capital. They know that when it comes to retirement, most of us want to make sure we have the means to travel and see more of this great country. Uh, I hope you'll listen to this because they only do this in very, very rare circumstances, and there's a very small window of opportunity to act. For a limited time, PM Capital is giving away an exclusive 2000 $500 travel savings card with all gold and silver purchases over $5,000. So you get the gold and silver, purchase it for over $5,000, you still get the gold and silver, and you get $2,500 travel savings card. Now you heard me correctly. You'll receive a free $2,500 travel savings card when you purchase over $5,000 worth of gold or silver from PM Capital. Not only will you have the solid investment of precious metals, you'll be on your way to receiving substantial savings on hotel stays across the country. Now call PM Capital right now and place your order. They're there right now. It's Friday night on the East Coast, Friday evening on the West Coast, And it's whatever time it is, wherever you are. The government is fully shut down, so we're a little freer tonight. But now's the time to act, because PM Capital's people, they are there. 
And you can call them right now and place your order and take advantage of this $2,500 travel savings. Like I say, it's a very small window. It's 1-877-382-2503, or you can visit mytravelcard.gold, mytravelcard.gold. Again, you're listening to the program. You've been thinking about making this kind of investment. It's Friday evening. A lot of people have, you know, mentally tuned out, but you've mentally tuned in. This is a big deal. A free $2,500 travel savings card when you purchase over $5,000 worth of gold or silver from PM Capital. Last time, 877-382-2503 or go to mytravelcard.gold. I really, really hope you take advantage of this. This is something that is exclusive to my audience. You know, I talk to our advertisers all the time, our sponsors all the time. And I told them this is a fantastic discount, a fantastic offer. Let's see. Mike, Santa Clarita, California, AM 870, The Answer. Go. Hey, Mark. Hey, so my big question is, my congressman is Steve Knight, and I've had numerous phone calls to his office because he, he votes wrong on just about everything. He gets an F on conservative review. Yes. And gra- granted, I'm in California where, you know, it just doesn't make sense to live. But how do I support him? I mean, I don't want the Democrats to take over, but... Does he have hey, a primary challenge? No, there's no primary challenger for him. He's, you know, he's just... He's a Republican, and, and yeah, well, you know, the you other do, ones maybe, are... maybe you start a write-in campaign for somebody. What? Maybe you start a write-in campaign for somebody. Maybe you start an effort in that regard. That's pretty a good idea. I, I'm I not familiar with your district, to be perfectly honest with it. But if he's your typical loser, then you can at least consider that. The other problem is this. As bad as this guy might be... My concern is, as you know, if the Democrats take the House, the president's going to have a huge problem on his hand. Yeah, I so know maybe, that. yeah. So I mean, you got to take that into consideration when you're voting this time. It's one of the issues. I mean, I've been going door to door. You know, it's not Halloween. Why are you going door to door? No, I, I, I printed off a couple of the scorecards for him and talking to my neighbors and stuff. So but he's an I F student. He's an F congressman. Yeah, he is. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's wrong. You right have now. what we call a conundrum. You've got to you've got to prioritize. You've got to decide what your priority is this election. For me, to be perfectly honest with you, it's to stop the Democrats from impeaching the president. I know it's not it's not satisfying because we're playing defense all the time. But I'm not telling you what to do, okay? No, but that's why I called you, because it's just, I've been on the horns of this dilemma for, you know, six months. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of came up today because he's, the morning answer is having a, a breakfast next week, and he's going to be there. Well, and- I'd still challenge him. I'd still argue with him politely. 
I'd still uh, hold his score over his head, you know. Yeah, I think I will. I'm going to show up at that thing. But I'm not telling you how to vote. All right, Mike. Give peace a chance. Bob, Warrington, Virginia, the great WMAL, or as we like to call it, William All. Go right ahead. Yeah, Mark Levin, it's a pleasure to meet you. I've got a question about this FISA judge. Yes, I never hear too much about him. I don't know his name. Well, it's not necessarily a him. It could be a her. Okay, it could be her. But how come somebody has not interviewed this person? Or if they're transgendering, it could be like an in-between. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Somebody's not interviewing this person? Well, I can't answer for Congress. And so these are federal district judges who serve as FISA judges. They're they're not separate and apart from the uh, existing or routine judicial system. And uh, some time ago, I called for the abolition of the FISA court because it's obviously not working. For something like this, the interference in an election, uh, it may work a thousand other times, but on such a major matter like this, a complete failure, either the judge was asleep at the wheel or the judge didn't care or the judge agreed with it. But in any event, it should never have gotten past this judge because if the judge isn't going to be smart about what's going on in the court, then bad things can happen in that court because it's secret. It was established in 1978. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, I'm still here. There's no way of finding out who this lady or uh, man is. Well, there is a way. Uh, I forget the name of the judge who was involved in the... uh, in the original application and in some of the extensions, one of the guys recused himself because it turned out he was pals with, uh, with stroke. Uh-huh. Do some Googling. The name should pop up, Bob. Yeah, probably a Democrat. Uh, I, I just don't know off the top of my head. All right, Bob. Thank you very much. Let's go to Chris Eureka, California, the great KWSW go. Mark, uh, last hour comment, and then a question. Uh, comment is, I sure would like to see, if I could, the intel on the FISA warrant applications that were rejected and the intel that was on the one that was accepted with the addition of the dossier. And Yeah, wouldn't the, we all? Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't the same judge that denied it at however many times, and then... Well, I honestly don't know, and I don't think anybody knows that specific question. Well, I tell you, that would that would make it for me. The other, the question I have is, is it true that the day before, Rosenstein appointed Mueller as special counsel, that they both went up to the White House and had a meeting with Trump trying to get Mueller appointed to Comey's old job? No, 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 no. I never heard that before. Oh, you, okay. No, no, no. I mean, if it's true, if it, it may be true. I've never heard that before, and I do a hell of a lot of reading, you know? Okay. Well, I heard All right, Chris. Too. You take care of yourself. Oh, yes, yes. Let me see if I can find it. Oh. You know, it's a fact, folks. Attorneys are expensive, and you're likely to pay around $300 an hour if you're lucky. And that's just one reason why smart business owners turn to legal Zoom. Over 2 million Americans have used LegalZoom to start their businesses with LLCs, incorporation, and more. But even after your business is set up, LegalZoom can still help. Lease agreements, 
changing tax laws, contract reviews are all part of running your own business. But they're precisely the kinds of legal hurdles that take time and effort away from your growing your business. So here's what LegalZoom did. LegalZoom created their business legal plan. And with it, you get legal advice for your business from vetted independent attorneys and tax professionals available in every state. Plus, you get access to NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, lease agreements, and a whole lot more. The best part? You won't be charged by the hour, since LegalZoom isn't a law firm. Instead, you just pay one low upfront price. Anybody with a small business ought to be jumping into this. Check out the business legal plan at LegalZoom.com right now and get special savings when you enter Levin at checkout. It's LegalZoom.com. Enter Levin, L-E-V-I-N, at checkout one more time. LegalZoom.com. Levin at checkout. We'll be right back. Mark Levin. Well, look at this. A friend of mine just sent me this from the Daily Caller back in June 13, 2017. White House official confirms Trump interviewed Mueller for FBI director job. It seems rather strange to me since Mueller had been the FBI director for 12 years. Donald Trump interviewed Robert Mueller for the position of FBI director, senior administration official confirmed. Comes one day after Trump friend and Newsmax media CEO Chris Ruddy appeared on PBS NewsHour Monday and said the president had interviewed Mueller for the position just days before he was appointed to be special counsel. That's just strange to me. The guy was FBI. Maybe they just went through the motions. That's probably it. Anyway, the caller was right. I had not remembered that. Okay, let's move quickly. Let us go to Steve, Norwell, Connecticut, the great WABC. Go. Hey, Mark, young conservative here. I just want to remind some of your listeners who may be, may be depressed about uh, the illegal spying on Trump. We have an IG report coming out. Indictments are going to be handed out. All right, slow down. Slow down. An IG does not indict. The IG made a referral on McCabe, the deputy. The IG is investigating the Comey leaks. Uh, So that's all the IG is doing, as far as I know. Oh, and the handling of the Hillary Clinton investigation. Yes. I believe, though, that people are going to go down for this. I think that they got weighing over their heads. I think well, you know are. what? They might, but I don't really hang my head on things I'm not, I'm not sure of. You know, what if this IG turns out to be a turkey on these other matters? You've just built them up, you know? Well, that could be the case, but we also have Jeff, Jeff Sessions is also doing work behind the scenes. Well, there's, we well, then how do we know he's doing work behind the scenes if he's doing work behind the scenes? Well, there's some subtle reporting here and there. It's, uh, I see. You know, I've heard it elsewhere, but... Um, I'm, I'm confident that there's going to be something, I mean, just when you look at all the, the more you investigate Trump, the more you find these connections to Hillary Clinton anywhere you look. And well, I everybody think- knows that. The concern is that people won't be held to account, like Comey, uh, like Clapper, like Brennan, and, uh, well, you know, Loretta Lynch and so forth. Well, I guess I'm just, I'm very confident. I think that things are happening. All right, thanks, sir. Folks, every Friday, we salute you. 
We salute you with our America song. Sunday, just a couple days away, Fox on the Fox News Channel, Life, Liberty, and Levin, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. You're not going to want to miss this. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Smokey. And good night, Zelda. Get all the terrorist bums, all those subhumans. Check out Levin TV tonight and have a wonderful weekend. I'll see you on Monday. <laughs>